Hello, you crazy bunch. So we've got a little bit of a lull in the lambing um, this evening, so I thought I'd take this opportunity to record a little something for you. Uh, it's been pretty flat out now for nearly six weeks, I think. Uh, we've been in the caravan for five, so yeah, probably six weeks. It's been pretty wild. I've loved every second of it. I really, really have. Um, and... I just love the adrenaline and the bars and, oh, anyway. Um, I just wanted to not clear a few things up because that sounds really serious. I just wanted to, my Instagram has been full of cute lambs and, you know, beautiful pictures, if I say so myself, of using lambs and look how cute he is and oh look at this personality and this that and the other and that it they are cute but that doesn't detract from the fact that they will they are being reared for food and the whole idea of us keeping them and caring for them and nurturing them is for food that doesn't mean that I don't have love for them and I don't you know with every ounce of my being and every tiny smidgen of energy put into them. I don't keep them alive so that I can gain financial... Well, very little, but do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't care for them just for financial gain. I, I feel very strongly that if an animal has had a good life, then it's more meaningful when they die, if that makes sense. So I do put in a hell of a lot of effort and both of us put in a hell of a lot of effort to keep these animals alive and happy and you know I could I could go on and on about all the instances where we've you know put the animals before ourselves um I don't really need to do that because I think you know if you're this far along in the podcast you know what I'm about you know what we do in terms of um, farm, you know, how we farm, shall I say. So I don't need to go on and on about, oh, there was this one time Chris and I were really, really tired and it got to nine o'clock at night and we heard that there was a fox out the front. So Chris got out, you know, he'd just showered and he'd got out and he went out and he killed the fox and he was out to let... Do you know what I mean? I don't need to go on and on about that because we're not doing it for a medal, we're doing it so that we can sleep easy knowing that those animals have had a decent life. But I just needed to make sure that you did all know that just because I find them cute and I sometimes name them and I give them personality... Well, I give them... Per they've got personalities. Um, they are still going for food and I'm not um, humanising them in a way... <sighs> so hard to explain but in me humanizing them I don't want the message to get lost that they will be food is what I'm trying to say I think that every every baby animal is cute but we still eat them so it's very 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 important for me that people understand that now I've got, what, 15, I think, in the pet pen at the moment. I think it's 15. Um, 
People ask me a lot why I have animals in the pet pen. It could be that they're a triplet, mum's got two tits, therefore I need to raise one of them. Mum might not be that milky, mum may have died, etc, etc, etc. So I rear them. And people ask me a lot about whether I get attached to them. And yeah, I do. I do get attached to them. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove and we're really hard up in the autumn and the the price of lamb is through the roof, I've got to weigh up. This, you know, ram lamb that I've put a ring on his balls so he can't even breed and I could get 90 quid for him in the autumn... Am I going to sell him? Probably, yeah. Because what's the use of having a little ram lamb with no balls running around the farm? It's just... It, it doesn't make sense. Uh, saying that, last year I was due to keep one of my pet lambs, Jessie. And I'll be totally honest with you... I couldn't even recognise her. And we were, we were at the turnips and Chris was like, go on then, point out Jessie and if you can point her out, you can keep her. I couldn't point her out because they change so much and by the time they're off milk and they're weaned, chances are they don't actually give a flying F about you. All they really care about is grazing and being with their pals. They don't really care about you anymore. They're very, very fickle like that. So although at the moment they're my babies and I, you know, would do anything to keep them alive and, God, I'm unsticking the poo off their butt and I'm cleaning their... If they've got a mucky eye, I'm cleaning them. I mean, I, the other Sunday, last week, I just thought to myself, what are you doing? Because I was really getting a wet wipe and cleaning the bogeys out of the South Downs nose and I thought to myself, so, seriously. But I just... It really warms me that I can have that connection with them and I think it's very important. Um, an example of this is I had a lamb that wouldn't... It was, his mum died, it wouldn't suck out of a bottle and I was tubing it literally every single meal time. It's like every four hours I was tubing this thing and it was driving me nuts and I was getting so frustrated and I was going, oh. If you don't suck, you're going to die. And I was through gritted teeth, so angry at this animal. And I just thought, why are you so frustrated? Like, And it's because I just wanted it to thrive and I wanted it to live and be healthy so badly that I was getting frustrated. I was thinking, why don't you get it? It's not that hard to suck from the teeth. You were born to do it. It's an instinct. Most lambs are up on their feet trying to suckle within God at least five minutes of being born, so why don't you get it? And it was obviously, I was giving off such negative, aggressive almost, energy, and the lamb's picking up on it. So the next mealtime, I was like, right, breathe, take a few deep breaths. So I said to him, look, I've got all the time in the world for you to learn to suck. I, I Honestly, I can sit here all day, babe. Whatever you want, we'll sit here all day. I'll keep warming the milk up for you to keep it nice and warm. And that mindset, and obviously me being calm and trying and trying and trying, and he took 100 mil out the bottle, and then the next morning he's taking 200 mil out the bottle. And now he's on the the little bucket feeder that all the others are on, and, and I just think to myself, that tiny bit of extra effort that I put in 
probably saved that lamb's life. And that feeling to me, that's why I do the job I do, in all honesty. That's why I do this job is those little victories like that just keep you going. Um, So then I've obviously then got a connection with that animal because it's... I've saved its life. It's alive because of me and you build a connection. And so it is hard when they go to the market. And I I discussed this briefly. um, I don't know if it was on here or on my Instagram, but obviously I reared the calves throughout the winter and then obviously I went on to sell them. And a lot of people, oh, don't you get attached? Um, Aren't you upset when you see them sell? Um, Yada, yada, yada. And in all honesty, there's probably only one lamb to memory that I, Norma, from last year, um, I sent her to market and I regret it. And I think about her all the time because she was such a character. And basically, so her and her um, sister were born. Um, I sold the sister as an orphan to one of our friends and she stayed on the mum because the mum didn't have enough milk. Anyway, we turned Norma and the mum out um, so put them out on the grass. The next day, the mum's just dead, stone-cold dead. And Norma was snuggling up to her dead mum, trying to suck the milk out of her. And it just broke my heart. And I... Oh, I loved that lamb. I used to... When I used to walk around the farm... She was like a dog. I'd walk around the farm doing my checks, and she'd follow me. Or I'd be sunbathing... At the end of lambing, when I'd be sunbathing, you know, we had, like... 20 left to lamb or something and she'd just come chill with me in the field she was honestly like a dog and I loved her and Chris was like do you want to sell her and I said oh I just don't know and I said look if she's gone when I get back then she's gone but I'm not going to do the whole goodbye thing and I regret it I really regret it even now I regret it um but she's the only one and when I see the calves in the ring I'm honestly bursting with pride because I did that And I imagine it's, like, um, slightly sick that I'm likening it to this, but when people watch their kids on stage in a Christmas concert, you know, they're bursting with pride. It's kind of the same for me. I'm bursting with pride. I I didn't, obviously, give birth to that, but I made that live and I made that that fetch the price that it's going for, really. And it's just such an immense feeling of of pride. And I feel the same with the lambs when they go off to the market or the abattoir or whatever. You just feel proud because you did that. Although the mum conceived it, you know, you bought the ewe, you chose the tup, you put them together, you kept her alive and healthy through the entire pregnancy. You may have even helped her birth the lamb, or, you know, given the lamb a top-up or unclogged her teats or whatever you did. And then that lamb is then fit for purpose, if you like, ready ready to be eaten. And that is just such a great feeling. And, I, you know, being a vegetarian for 10 years or whatever it was, I never thought in a million years I would be saying that. But it is a real... And I feel like a lot of farmers obviously feel exactly the same. There are these, you know, intensively farmed um, meat producers... Um, where they probably don't give a toss about the animal. There are those, you know. It seems to be the BBC absolutely love showing those types of farms. Um, But 
there are also so, so many farmers that I connect with daily through Instagram um, who would live and die for their animals. And it's just so heartwarming. And especially during this lockdown, I've really felt connected with a lot of people, non-farming people. I've felt so connected with them uh, because they really want to learn and it's kept me going as you know I suffer a lot from anxiety and especially health anxiety actually and I felt so um I can't think of the right word but people are asking so many questions and their kids are wanting to learn and they're wanting to learn and and it's just opened up a whole other world for me where I can actually my day-to-day life is bringing joy and entertainment and education to others and I never ever thought that I would be in a position to educate others on something that I feel I know very little about. You know, I know what I do day-to-day and I know how I feel but actually I've been full-time farming, what, two years? So actually I know bugger all about farming really. Um, well, I do, but you know what I mean? It's just opened a whole other world for me and I'm loving the education and and the... I just... It's the only way to describe it is a a window has been opened... You know, this virus has opened a window where people are thinking about where their food comes from and they're thinking about, hang on, I'm about to eat this lamb mint, say, in this shepherd's pie. I'm about to have this lamb mint... Actually, I just wonder, and that's what I tried to do months ago in one of my podcasts. That's what I tried to desperately do was to get people to think about where their food came from. And then suddenly this massive pandemic has taken over the world. And actually, that's all it took. (laughs) No, I'm joking. All it took is a global pandemic for people to think about where their food came from. They didn't listen to Zoe. Oh, no. Um, no, I'm being stupid now, but but no, I think it's great, and it, it makes me a little bit emotional actually when I, when I when I think deeply um, about what's happened to the world and how crazy things are, and how now people are realising, you know, to to shop locally and back British farming and all of these things. I just think it's fantastic. And what's lovely, really, really lovely, is I'm having people messaging me, thanking me for my daily updates. Now, my daily updates are literally just my life. I don't really put that much effort into my posts and my stories. What I'm doing really is just wearing one of those, you know, the police wear those little cameras on their chest. I feel like that's what I'm doing. I'm just wearing one of them and, you know, you're just joining you're joining in with my day. That's how I feel. And I just love it. But, yeah, I really hope you have a lot. I'll finish off there because I'm going rambling. And when I start spitting, that's when I know I'm getting really crazy, so I've got to kind of tone that down. So, yeah, have a lovely evening. I hope you have a lovely dinner. The sun is still out, so you can sit out till like eight o'clock now. Um, but yeah, enjoy yourself, and I will try my best to hop on. It's slowing down now. For under a hundred views left to lamb, so it's slowing down. So I'll be a bit more present, in my podcast. But yeah, look after yourself, guys.